Welcome to the Jesus Me and Anxiety Podcast, where you can love Jesus and still not be okay every day. I'm your host, Cassie, and I'll be sharing way too personal parts of my journey with anxiety and panic attacks, hoping that together we can find ways to feel free, even if there are a million reasons to feel anxious. Welcome to this week's episode of Jesus, Me, and Anxiety. It's episode eight, and it just happens to be a special episode. It's the episode where I introduce my first special guest, and it happens to be my husband, Vaughn. Yay. Hello, everybody. Excited to be doing this podcast. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our room where we're doing this together right beside each other. Yes. (laughs) Um. So this is a very special episode because I thought it would be really great to talk to my husband who has been walking with me through anxiety for the last 13 years. This is actually our 13th wedding anniversary coming up on May 12th. And so this is just a perfect time for us to get together and chat and kind of do like a flashback of the last 13 years and what it's looked like in regards specifically to my journey with anxiety, how it's affected us together. And we're going to kind of do it Q&A style, but who knows? It may turn into this weird conversation and who knows, but welcome to our intimate life, everybody. (laughs) Hopefully you enjoy this, but I also think this is an episode that you can share with people who are around you, even if they don't struggle with anxiety, but maybe they're helping you or trying to help you and it's not going well, or maybe um, some people that just know you and know that you're going through anxiety or struggling with it might benefit from hearing from Vaughn, who actually has never really dealt with anxiety, um, at least not on a regular basis, and has never experienced some of the things that I have, but has obviously had a close-up look at it for a long time. So we're just going to jump into some questions. All right. Are you ready? I I think I'm ready for this. (laughs) Okay. Vaughn also, you guys know from my past episodes, he's not the biggest talker, but when he's passionate about something, like everything he says is gold. So you're going to get a lot from this. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's going to be great. But but yeah, he it's going to come out awesome. But he's not the the most talkative person if you know him at all. So this is like a really fun experiment. It's very with him. out of the box for me. <laughs> but here we go. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So my first question is, how has my anxiety directly affected you as you've like watched me deal with it? Because sometimes people can get in their anxiety bubble and not realize that their actions or lack of actions or what they're going through is affecting their family or the people closest to them or their close friends. And, you know, so give perspective to the person who's dealing with anxiety and kind of shed some light on how has it affected you if it has? Like, what has it caused you to experience? Um, Well, I remember when it first started, I was kind of confused a little bit because I wasn't even sure, like, is if this was a real thing, I guess you could say, like I could see the effect that it had on you. But part of me was like, how is it so paralyzing to where, you know, we can't be in big crowds. Like we can't even go to church. Like I didn't understand that at all, especially in our early years of marriage. Um, So at first I would say that it affected me just really just confusing, just really trying to understand really how, 
how this whole anxiety thing worked and how it how it affects you personally. Um, right. Yeah, it was just a learning curve. So it affected me because to see you so paralyzed by fear and not really knowing what to do as a husband, you know, yeah. of course, you know, growing up in church, you know, we automatically, our first response is to, to pray. And, you know, when you pray and you don't see like results or you see a temporary result and then, you know, maybe another day or two goes by and then it happens all over again it's just kind of like, okay, am I doing something wrong? And we tend to take it right. personally and like, you know, it's our fault. Like, you know, we should be. You know, like, why isn't a, it getting fixed? Yeah. Why, why is, is it not, it not getting, getting better? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, that's how it affected me. I'm just confused and a lot of questions. Yeah. And as a man, especially, like you can speak to this more than me, obviously, but you really wanted to fix it. Like yes. that's, I, I feel like one way it really affected you was that this was something that you really couldn't fix, right? Yeah, and absolutely. I remember like, you know, praying and like, well, you know, just do what the Bible says. You pray, declare the word of the Lord. And, you know, you quote all the scriptures that you know about fear <laughs> right. and anxiety. And you just kind of, <laughs> I guess I kind of like just threw all my prayers against the wall and hope that one of them sticked. Right. But to see it being an ongoing battle that this was not going to be something that's going to be fixed overnight. Yeah. And that's kind of, kind of went against what I kind of believed at the right. time. It was like, you know, you pray and immediately see results, but not seeing that immediate result just kind of affected me. And I didn't yeah. really know how to handle it. Right. And I would say for, for my side of that, like I remember, you know, I feel like I even remember you questioning that, like what, like, you know, are you spending time with Jesus? Have you prayed about it? And that making me feel like a less than Christian almost. And not that you did that on purpose, but just like, well, yeah, he's right. Like, am I doing something wrong? Like, what's, why is it not getting fixed? Like, why am I not the perfect Christian who can just cast out all fear with God's love and not be in a ball of a mess every day? feeling so much anxiety and having these panic attacks that were crippling for a, a long time. So I would say, you know, we, we kind of had like, it even caused us some marital struggle, like, you know, where I felt like I was disappointing you because I wasn't getting better. And you kind of felt like you were disappointing me because you couldn't fix it. And so we kind of went through this like tug of war almost of like, why is it not why is it not getting better? And we both felt bad about it. And it kind of, it can create a, a naturally cause like a divide almost in a situation where you need to be, you need to be connected. You need to have somebody, you know, on your side. And even though Vaughn was trying to be in the best way he knew how, it almost was creating this like divide between us because we weren't handling it together. Well, we were kind of trying to do it our own way, you know, and it, it wasn't, we weren't, we were like divided <laughs> in this whole battle. And I think, you know, it can, anxiety can affect relationships like that. Like one person's trying to understand it. One person's dealing with their anxiety and it can create this chasm between you when you don't understand the other person's point of view or you can't seem to, to do it the right way, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was a whole new territory for really both of us because we haven't, or I never knew anybody that dealt with anxiety to this level. I mean, I know people have yeah. panic attacks 
and and stuff like that, but never been closely connected to someone that had right. anxiety. Ongoing, like, especially during that time where it was just like every day, like it just wasn't subsiding at all. Yeah. So it was hard. Um, so here, I guess my next question was, what's the hardest part about being so close to someone with anxiety? And and we may have already kind of touched on that. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the hardest part of being with so close to someone, being a, a spouse or maybe a parent or closest friend or sibling to someone who is struggling with anxiety? I would say the hardest part for me, and I would say probably for husbands in general, is not being able to fix it. Right. You know, most husbands and, you know, most men have that tendency to want to fix things. Sometimes we can be very, like, analytical about our approach with things. Like, okay, this is the problem. Here's the answer. Like, I'm applying the answer and it's not being right. solved. So I don't really know what's going on. Like, it creates right. a kind of, like, a uncharted territory type yeah. thing. It's like, okay, if I can't solve it, then I need to at least be there with them on this journey. Right. And that was something that I had to come to terms with. Like I may not be able to solve or to correct the anxiety or to, you know, handle the whole panic attacks and all that stuff, but I can be supportive in the midst right. of it. And just being there sometimes can be hard. Yes. Like just watching it and just not being able to do anything. But on the flip side of that, it makes a world of difference. For those of us who deal with anxiety on a regular basis, like the worst part about it is that it can be so isolating. And to have somebody who's willing just to be there and not try to push things down your throat or fix it or throw medicine at you or throw doctors at you or throw prayers at you, not that praying's bad, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yes. quoting scripture at you doesn't really fix anything. Somebody's drunk or, you know, has a drug problem, you know, just throwing scriptures at them doesn't solve the problem. Jesus does heal, but people have to walk out steps and sometimes it's a process. And we've talked about that a lot on this podcast, just like some healings take place immediately and it's amazing. A lot of healings take place over time where the person has to grow and learn how to walk things out and learn to grow in and mature in the Lord. And that can be hard to sit by and watch when it takes a long time. Yes. Um, have you, this is kind of like a, a subset question, but have you ever been frustrated by my anxiety? Have you ever felt like it's held us back or held me back or has it like caused you any frustration, you know, and honestly speak to that? Yeah. I mean, in the early days of the anxiety, I would say that I was <laughs> kind of had a very religious approach about it. Yeah. You know, I was just going with what I've been taught. And when I didn't see the results, it kind of hurt, I guess, my religious pride, you can say. Yeah. And now that I think about it, it's like it was really more about me and mm. really less about you. And like, I wanted you to feel better so that, you know, we could go places again. Right. Like I had my own kind of selfish motive. Yeah. yeah. My own selfish agenda behind it, which 
which I believe is just really selfish. Like, yes, I wanted you to be fine, so, but I wanted you to be fine for my sake. Like, I didn't right. want you to be fine for your sake. So we can move on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, in the early days, I was very frustrated by it. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand, like, why can't we just go out? Why can't we go to church, uh, church among all places? Like, right. this is where you're going to get healed. Like, why would we not go <laughs> right. here? And, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I was definitely frustrated in the early days. Like, it was just... You know, we were young. I was like, I want to go out. I want to do things. Right. Like, why do I have to be stuck at home while my wife is sobbing it, her eyes sobbing out and uncontrollably having, <laughs> yeah. freaking out over everything? Yeah, but it was just, I was just young and selfish, really. But we all do that. I mean, we've talked about that with Raiden and mm-hmm. people who've been listening to the podcast. They know about Raiden, like his skin issues, his mm-hmm. severe eczema and allergies. And we, Vaughn and I have talked about like, there are a lot of times in the middle of the night I'm praying for him to be healed so that I can sleep. Like, yeah, yeah I want you to be healed. That's fantastic. But at 2.30 in the morning when it's the second time you've woken me up, I'm more praying out of a place of like, can you please just get healed so you can be quiet and go <laughs> yeah. to sleep? Yeah, and, I've been the same and, way. And, you know, we, I think with a lot of things, we've talked about this recently with even people who are dying. You know, we don't believe that cancer or sickness is from the Lord, but... A lot of times that we feel like, you know, people might be praying for healing just because they don't want to be sad. Like, yeah. oh, I wish my mom would get healed from cancer. God, please. Because almost out of like a, what am I going to do without her? Like, mm-hmm. how am I going to, mo- how am I going to live if she dies of cancer? Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of times I feel like our prayers can be that way. And I think people with anxiety, you know, we can feel that frustration from the church, from from religion, from people who would say, how can you continue to deal with this anxiety when Jesus said you're healed or when, you know, the Bible says love casts out all fear or, you know, don't be afraid, don't have anxiety, take everything to prayer, which are all amazing scriptures and they're truth. But when you're not seeing it manifest in your life right now, we can feel that frustration from people. And it's it's hard because you're like, I'm trying. Like, <laughs> I, you think, I want to be better. I want to go out. I want to live my life. I want to get out of this bubble. But it's not always easy as it looks, you know, a, yeah. especially when you don't understand how it feels to have that anxiety and that panic, you know. Um, so I guess, you know, the next thing I would say is, and we've kind of touched on this too, is have you ever made mistakes with like the process of me dealing with anxiety? Do you think there's anything that you would say, oh, like, I wish I wouldn't have done that. For anybody who's listening who has a spouse or a child or a best friend or sibling or close relative that's going through anxiety, what are some mistakes that you've made or that you think can be made that can make things worse or that can not be beneficial at least? Like, is there anything you think like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that or done that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that. (laughs) Yeah. Asking your spouse, like, you know, have they read the Bible? Do they know what the Bible says about anxiety? Like, quoting scripture to them, especially to you who grew up in church and who knows the word already. Like, by me quoting scripture or asking you questions about scripture was just a big no-no yeah it's like you know it was it goes back to the whole motive thing like we're very big about our motive like why do we do things right um but like having like being present is the most beneficial thing i think anybody could do don't 
approach the person with your own ideas and your own mindset and your whole list of how to overcome things like approach them and be present, be with them in the moment, like whatever they're feeling, acknowledge that they are feeling that way and don't necessarily try to solve it. Just show them love, just genuine love, not for your sake, not so that you can feel better, but love for them, a genuine passion. Like if Jesus was here right now, like how would he love on them? Like he would comfort them. He would tell them that everything's okay. You know, he would just be with them. Being present, I think, is the best thing you can do. And I think, you know, going to the example of Jesus, which is the example, it is the only example that we have, (laughs) like Jesus himself, you know, he was love and challenge. And I think there's a way to be both. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think you never pray with the person that is dealing with anxiety and you never, you know, take it to the to the Christian side of it. You know, you don't just ignore Jesus in it, but there's like such a way to do it in love. And you have to, you really have to know Jesus. Well, you really have to know him intimately to help anyone through anything. It kind of reminds me of that scripture. um, Oh gosh. You you guys know how I say like, I know what things are in the Bible, (laughs) but I don't know where they are. I don't know exactly what they say, but just Google this because it's in there. But it's that scripture where it's like, you know, how are you going to deal with like the twig in your brother's eye when you've got this like giant thing in your own <laughs> the eye? speck in the plank. Yeah. Yes, there you go. So like the speck in your eye versus like, or the speck in your brother's eye versus like the plank in your own eye. Like you need to deal with your own plank first. And to me, we were reading that like a couple weeks ago with my kids. And to me, that really means like, you know, for example, my, my issues, like my anxiety might be something that you want to help me deal with. But you have to be so like Jesus to be able to deal, help someone else get through their stuff. You, you got to deal with your own stuff first. So exactly. like motives. So like, you know, selfishness, anger, frustration, religion, all of those things have got to be dealt with before you can help somebody exactly. with their anxiety. Because if not, you're just going to you're going to end up creating like a whole world of more problems. And this goes for anything. Mm-hmm. Somebody's dealing with alcoholism. You can't approach it without love and conviction and really a a true intimate relationship with Jesus. Because if you just approach it with religion, you might as well like not even go talk to that person because it's not going to do anything. Like you've got to have such a, a Jesus heart. You've got to be so in touch with how Jesus walked on the earth, how he dealt with sinners, how he dealt with the the sick, how he dealt with the the religious like you've <laughs> yeah. got to have the whole picture of who Jesus is to be able to be Jesus to someone exactly you know you you exactly. gotta you just had to have that relationship yeah like the scripture that you're talking about like it's cool because you know the the Bible says that you know take care of the plank in your own eye before so that you can correctly take the speck out of the person's eye right like and I thought that's really cool because if I can remove all of my issues and first I can see clearly on how to handle your situation. Right. And if I don't take that out of my eye, I may handle that situation completely different, right. completely wrong, and it may cause more harm. Right. With all the help. with all the selfishness, with yeah. all the bad motives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it makes a difference. And so I think that's really good. I think again for anything. Like you know somebody who's going through something like Really, we all we all are guilty of trying to 
point fingers at somebody else's issue. And anxiety is a big one that people point fingers at and go, they're just crazy or it's all in their mind or it's, you know, mm-hmm. or they're just looking for attention or, you know, there's all these things because it's such a like mind thing. It's not like you can say, go to the doctor and like pull up your white blood count and say, you've got cancer or pull up your red blood count and say, you've got anxiety. It's yeah. not that cut and dry. So it's difficult for people who don't go through it to understand. But it's real, obviously, to those of us who know. <laughs> And so to be able to deal with something like that, especially anxiety, you really do have to just get get the plank out of your own eye and really come to terms with who Jesus is before you try to be Jesus. So I think that was a really good point. Um, so moving right along, I think my next question is, what is like, and I guess we've kind of, maybe given this a little bit, but like if you could say one thing to somebody who knows somebody who's going through anxiety and they want to help them, what what's your like best advice or pieces of advice that you would give them on how to respond, how to be there? What can they do or say or not do and not say? Like what is like the number one, like, okay, this is your nugget that you need to take away from this? Mm. Well, if it's a husband and wife, I would say to whoever, whatever, if it's the husband or the wife who's dealing with it, to connect with them. Yeah. Like communication is the key. It's like, I know that you're going through this and I want to be there for you. How can I do that? Mm, Asking a question. Yes. Asking Asking that question is such a, yeah. How can I be there for you? That way you'll know what that person needs instead of just coming in headstrong. Like, okay, I read this book. I saw this video. I think we need to try this. Like, let's not jump into that. Let's first build the relationship and let's be able to openly talk about the anxiety. Yeah. Because if the person's not willing to talk about it, then you throwing, you know, all your knowledge that you learned on YouTube and the books that (laughs) you read, like none of that's going to, is going to help until we can have a healthy conversation about anxiety and the person understanding, okay, what is it? How does the person feel? Like, how are they feeling right now? How does that affect? Like really knowing how it affects. Cause I know there's a lot of different levels to anxiety and you can feel a lot of different ways. Like knowing your spouse's like triggers, like what causes Mm -hmm. them to have anxiety, like really, getting into the heart of yeah. what's going on and understanding the feelings and understanding the emotions and not getting upset when they feel a certain way or trying not to get upset when they, you know, snap at you out right. of anxiety, out of anxiousness fear, yeah. and fear. But having an understanding heart and compassion yeah. is key and communication is right. so important. I think, do you remember, I'm going to shout out to Stephen Lorraine Box right now. Yes. So, when we we lived in North Idaho, North Idaho for a stint, <laughs> and um, we had some incredible people come talk to our Amazing church there. People. And I will never, ever forget this advice for the rest of my life. Stephen Lorraine, you changed my life. They said, there are two things 
that are like the perfect questions to ask to open up true, honest communication. And this is like for anything. So this can be if you're talking to a spouse about anxiety, a friend, a cousin, somebody you just met at church last week. These two questions are game changers for anybody who needs to communicate something. And it's number one, how do you feel? And letting that person literally say, I feel blank. So like for me with anxiety, I feel crazy. If I need to say that, let me say that. I feel crazy. I feel lost in my head. I feel nervous about everything that has ever happened that could happen. <laughs> like, let me just tell you all the things I'm nervous about right now. If I need to sit there and list 50 things, let me do it. And then the next thing is, what do you need? So it's, how do you feel? What do you need? And the person literally needs to say, I feel blah, blah, blah. I need this. I need you to hug me. I need you to pray for me. I need you to give me some space, whatever it is. And having that honest and open communication. And honestly, if you're struggling with anxiety and you are living with someone like a spouse or you know, a roommate or whatever, and they're really close in on it, you need to be asking them the same things. Like I I needed to, 10 years ago, needed to say to Vaughn, how do you feel? How do you feel about what's going on with me? Because when I'm spiraling out, like sometimes it's hard to get out of your head when you have anxiety. If you're having anxiety issues, it's obviously affecting your relationships with the people in your house or your close friendships or, you know, people that you normally are around. They they pick up on it. You know, you could try to hide it as much as you want to, but there's only so long you can. And you really need to ask them as well. Like, how do you feel? Like, how am I making you feel? Even though I might not be trying to, how am I making you feel? And what do you need? Like, like, even though I'm having this issue, it doesn't mean that I can't care about how it's affecting people around me. And we can't connect over that. Like, that's something that I wish I would have done more is get out of my own bubble. <clears throat> we've talked about this a lot. I think even on, on past podcasts is like anxiety can be so isolating in your head mm-hmm. that all you can think about is yourself. Yes. It becomes, it can become selfish and it's not like you're trying to be all about yourself. It's just sometimes it's all you can think about. And so maybe even a way to release some of that anxiety tension is to try to connect with people around you and say, how do you feel? How am I making you feel? Yeah. What do you need? These are, just such great communication tips. And I think the best way to open up honest, really good, meaningful communication, because if someone's willing to tell you exactly how they feel and exactly what they need, even if you can't give them that, it at least lets you know where they are. You know, even, you know, with my anxiety, if I say I feel all these things and you're like, uh, (laughs) I can't help you with that. (laughs) At least, you know what I'm feeling. And then I can tell you what I need and we can, we can figure out how you can meet a need that I have, Mm -hmm. you know, you may not be able to like, you know, heal it, but you might be able to help with certain symptoms. Like if they feel alone, you can be there for them. If they feel distant, you can, you know, draw close to them. Like you can, Figure out ways to yeah. help in just little ways that will just help ease the yeah. anxiety and ease the stress. Right. No, I think that's really good. Well, I think that just about wraps up this conversation. I think that – do you have anything else that you, like, want to add to it or anything you want to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. But – um. 
I would say that if you're not husband and wife and if you know somebody that is going through that, um, be really invested in that person. Like, be sure that it's something that you really want to be invested in like because the worst thing to do is to start being invested with somebody who's dealing with anxiety and then you just leave because you can't deal with it like because oh it's too much or oh I thought that this would be like a quick thing you know Mm -hmm. like be present be invested and make sure that you are ready to deal with the ups and downs there will be good times there'll be bad times but stick stick with it because they need it yeah that would be one of the things I would say if you're like on a friend basis, right, like really yeah. be invested and really know what you're getting yourself into. Absolutely. Um, but one of the cool things I think you said earlier was just that isolation, that feeling like people with anxiety are alone. It's like knowing that, you know, I'm here for you and that you never have to be alone. Like it's just a, it really helps me also like, yeah, you know, just, you know, your time of need, knowing that I can be there and just sometimes just sit with you and just listen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it takes it took a while to learn to not ha- to not to respond to everything like, right. oh, I feel this way. I feel this way. And like in my mind, I'm like, well, you should just not feel, feel that a different way. way. <laughs> you know, right. it's easy. Just, just feel. And I remember that. But I remember in Idaho, I kind of had like a little a panic panic attack yeah and i like didn't know what it was i was calling you i was like i'm feeling weird like i <laughs> yeah. like feel like i'm in this funk and like i feel like pressure in my chest like i don't know yeah. what this is I don't and know you what's even going use on. the word anxious you're like i feel anxious about everything and yeah I was like what I, I literally thought oh god if he's feeling anxious we're we're doomed like this <laughs> game over just count the russells out like we cannot <laughs> But it really gave me an inside, like a little inside, I would say, to how yeah. you feel. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is this is a real thing. Like, right. you know, this is how she feels like all the time. Yeah. That's oh, when gosh. it really became. How is she doing this? That's when it really became real, and I really understood. I was like, okay, this is a real thing. Yeah. It's like, and I'm if I'm dealing like with this on a small level, it's right. like for somebody who's dealing with it where they're completely paralyzed and can't function. I'm like, oh my lord! I was like, this is real yeah. <laughs> like it's a real thing and yeah like so yeah that i remember that's when i really like really understood yeah. because i kind of went through you it myself even yeah. more yeah so yeah it just became more aware and just made me more want to be involved yeah for in sure the recovering and the helping of it yeah we yeah. definitely have both grown a lot i would say like if you're willing to walk out, if you're willing to walk out the the healing process with someone, especially a spouse, specifically, obviously we're married, so we're going to talk a lot about that. But um, with any relationship, the reward is just so great because mm-hmm. you get to see the benefit of being there for someone and how it really can help them alleviate that anxiety and also watch the maturity of things growing. Like, you know, personalities develop as you mature in Christ, like personalities mature, you, you just become more like Jesus. And this is like, it's just such a beautiful thing in every relationship that you have with someone long-term, like you just get to see that person become more like Jesus and more aware of God's love for them and more of who they are. And anxiety is just a small part of that. I mean, everybody has their thing that they're Mm -hmm. growing and maturing, but 
you know, I would just say for those of us who have it, like who, who are dealing with, who are dealing with anxiety, like having those people there, like just thank them, thank the people that are walking out with you because like Vaughn is saying, like there's a lot of things that you don't know about what they're dealing with because of your anxiety. And so thank you, Vaughn. Like, thank <laughs> you, babe, for like wiping my tears and going to the hospital with me like <laughs> yeah. at random points because I thought I was having a heart attack. Um, walking out all the pregnancies and the postpartum that just amplifies anxiety to a whole new level. Like, I appreciate it. And we're better for walking those things out together. Like, I think we're we're just tight, you know? Yeah. Our love is not fragile, yes. as they say in Frozen. As they say in Frozen too, <laughs> our love is not fragile. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, our love is definitely, you know, stood the test of time. I think we have yeah. literally gone through just about every situation <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can, that people go through. Um and like being willing to, you know, not give up and to stick with yeah. it through the end. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what our marriage vows were, <laughs> right. better or for yeah. worse, you know, sickness and in health. Yeah. It's like those are powerful, powerful things. And yeah. I really took that to heart. I was like, no matter what, it's like, we're going to figure this out. Like, right. I'm not giving up yeah. on this at and all. And this is, this is basically, this is a sickness. This is a... Mm-hmm. In sickness and in health, like yeah. there have been times where it's made me feel sicker and times where I've been healthier, but yeah. you've been there. Oh, Ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, babe. Thanks for doing this with me. This was fun. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm sure I'll have Vaughn back on again because yes. we just, we love, we love marriage, first of yes, all. Like, and anytime we can talk about anything marriage related on this podcast i'll definitely have him have him on and if you guys enjoyed this and if you want more things like this please message me email me we're going to be having more special guests on just talking about different aspects of anxiety and also just different even hot topic issues in our culture right now and anxiety with that so um, keep listening thank you so much and we'll see you next time on jesus me and anxiety see ya Thanks for listening to the Jesus, Me, and Anxiety podcast. I would love to hear from you. So if you'd like to share your journey with me, email jesusmeandanxiety at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Cassie Russell. This podcast was produced by Phoenix Creative, which happens to be my amazing husband's company. So check it out at myphoenixcreative.com.